Welcome to the Queen of Awakening podcast, where you can learn how to leverage your energy for thriving relationships, better vitality, and more prosperity, hosted by Jesse Cole. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Today, we are going to be continuing on talking about how to destroy the ego. This is part of the meditation and mindfulness series that I've created so that I can help you become the best version of yourself. Today we're going to discuss a really, really wonderful technique that was developed by Ramana Maharshi. He was born in South India in the early 1900s and he had an intense fear of death. At the age of 16, he was terrified that he was going to die. Instead of being really worked up about it, he started a really deep self-inquiry process that I'm going to be sharing with you. He began to ask himself, what is going to die when I die and what will survive? this death. Another powerful question that he asked himself was, who is the one who sees? Who is the one that's registering this world around me? Now the ego was developed here on earth so that we could choose between the negative polarity and the positive polarity. The ego was built in so that we could make a decision. We go through a veil of forgetfulness when we come to this earth. And this is our opportunity to choose. Earth is a school. Earth school is made by suffering. Our ego causes us suffering. It's very important to know this because that is the way for us to start to slowly but surely overcome this. Because think about it, in the whole great scheme of things, as humans were developing through the times before we had indoor plumbing, before we had television and grocery stores to go to, who was going to survive? Would it be the person that's all laid back and relaxed, climbing the trees, trying to find fruit, or the one that is constantly searching for danger, the one that's always got their eye out, the person that would be on high alert most of the time would have a much better chance for survival. Consequently, the ego tends to be pretty negative. Therefore, it's important to develop this self-inquiry process in order to overcome it. Now, Ramana Maharshi said that if you focus your attention outside of yourself, such as meditating on your breath, or a candle flame, or an object, whatever it is that you're putting your attention on, this is going to distract you from the inner eye that we need to be looking at, our sense of self. So do it with me here for a moment. Just take a minute to get really still and observe. Observe the thoughts that come up. What did you see in that brief, brief moment? The problem that we face is there's always a perceiving eye. 
That is the ego. The ego attaches to everything. The ego attaches us to emotions. It attaches us to our stories, whether they be good or bad. Our ego attaches us to what our likes are, what our dislikes are. Our ego attaches us to our to-do list, to our goals, to our dreams, to our plans. How do we overcome this? As you start the state of self-inquiry, you will find that when you challenge the I statements, when you start to ask, who is the one seeing this? Who is the one perceiving this? And then you get really still. When you really envelop the stillness within, you'll find a sense of quiet. There's a perceiver that sits behind all of these I statements. And once you start observing these I statements, and you can do it all day long. This doesn't have to be while you're sitting in meditation. You can do it as you're driving in your car. You can do it as you're arguing with somebody. It's best to start this process before you go into these arguments because it will help you train your mind to take a step back and to really focus on what's really happening here. Why am I so attached? Once you start to put your attention on this inner feeling of I, you will find that it's a fiction. In your mind, it's a tricky, tricky beast. It will start to shift the wording, at least mine has. When I focus on my perception of I, I will reframe it and say, well, he did this, or when, I, when this happens, so that I'm no longer using I statements, just so that my ego can reframe it and still survive. This practice will make it so that you no longer have the desire to strive and connect with the sense of I. And over time, your ego can dissolve. Your ego will just quiet down. It takes a process though. It takes a lot of time. It takes dedication and mastery of really, really observing many, many times throughout the day. You have to make this a practice. You really need to look at this I within. It's a framing process. How do you be able to perceive the world around you if you didn't have this constant commentary going on in your head? It's what makes you you. But it, you can get quiet and once you get quiet, you start to go more into the flow of things. You start to notice more synchronicities. You start to listen to that still small voice within you. That is the source of God. That's the voice of God directing you. And God, your source, only wants what's best for you. But you have to be able to get quiet because it whispers. That loud, loud voice, that's your ego talking to you. Have you suffered a lot in this life? Lord knows I have. It gets old, doesn't it? Don't you get tired of being sad or angry or depressed or down and out? Suffering comes from attachment to the ego. It comes from thinking that you are a person inside of a body. The body is just a vessel. There is a stillness within you and there is peace within. Always. It's so easy to forget this though because we get so wrapped up in what's going on externally. 
Ramana Maharshi had some really beautifully written works. And I would love to share some quotes from some of his works because he succinctly described the ego in the very beginning. Delusion created by the mind must be destroyed by the mind itself. Your duty is to be and not be this or that. Learn to be still. Stillness means destroy the self. Destroy the ego by abiding in yourself. Should you succumb to its intoxication, it will destroy your life by drowning you in the intoxication of pride. If you go to my podcast episode one, it will cover power versus force. And this will let you know that pride is pretty low on the scale of consciousness. It's only at 175. We want to rise above that. Life becomes pretty magical once you learn how to master the low-level emotions, such as shame. Shame's so big. Shame, anger, pride. We want to get to courage, acceptance, love all these higher level emotions and learn to dwell in those emotions more regularly. Bliss is a thing that is always there and it's not something that comes and goes. That which comes and goes is a creation of the mind. You shouldn't worry about it. And I rises forth with every thought. And with its disappearance, that eye disappears too. Many eyes are born and die every single moment. The subsiding mind is the real trouble. Find him out and you'll be happy. This is powerful. This is so, so powerful. Once you realize that there's peace within, always. The attachment to the I thought, the attachment to all the things, all your goals, plans, dreams, hopes, desires, fears, that's what brings you trouble, always. Heed this warning, the mind is a great demon that brings death to all. It somehow deceives everyone and brings them under its spell. It is an extremely cunning trickster, a thief who practices deception. This quote from Ramana Maharshi really resonated with me because I have suffered so much in sadness, in disappointment, in frustration, in self-doubt, all these things, all these things that I have suffered through, it helps me connect with other people's suffering for one. And for two, haven't you felt this too? Wouldn't you like to be free of all these incredibly negative emotions? You have to head it off at the pass. You have to really examine these thoughts before they gain momentum because every thought with the power of law of attraction is going to attract more thoughts just like it and it'll pick up momentum abraham hicks says that if you think a thought for more than 17 seconds odds are you're going to be thinking that thought for the rest of the day 
if you can bypass it early on and start questioning and start really deep self-inquiry to find out the root of this. Sometimes these thoughts that we think, they aren't even ours. Maybe this thought came from your mother. Maybe it came from a teacher. Maybe it came from somebody in school. We all experienced so much trauma in our childhood. It doesn't matter how great the childhood was. We all have trauma that we're working through. Start to question, who thought this thought? Where did this thought come from originally? When all of these separate eyes start to surrender to the real eye, to the presence within you, then the idea of a separate self that owns the body disappears. And the I and mine that owns all of your thoughts, ideas, perceptions, that starts to disappear too. The ego starts to surrender itself to the real owner, to the powerful presence within you. Many people can fear the destruction of the mind. It can be scary to think that part of yourself is going to die. What happens is though you become an observer of your thoughts, you become more mindful, you become more compassionate towards people, you realize that everybody's just doing the best that they can, you're able to become less reactive and the best version of yourself. Isn't that something worth doing? Wouldn't it be wonderful to become less reactive, more loving, more open-hearted? So use this process of self-inquiry to start to overcome and dissolve the ego. Thanks so much for joining me. I would love it if you would check out my website, Jesse Cole Wellness. And if you're interested, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. I can help you become a Reiki practitioner and I can also do a distance emotion code session. This can help you to get out of your funk. If you're feeling really bogged down with negative emotions, there's a really good chance that you have an entity attached to you feeding off of these negative patterns. With a coaching session, I can teach you to change your mindset so that you are no longer stuck in these negative thought patterns. But if you don't change your mindset, if you don't learn how to embrace a more positive mindset, you're just going to go right back down into fear, anger, stress, shame, whatever it is you're struggling with. We all have our own crosses to bear. Thank you so much. I will see you on the next episode. Have a great day.